Hello there. Welcome to our transitionary episode between seasons two and three of In a Galaxy. And what are we reviewing today, Jacob? What are today we're we going to be reviewing the old video game, Star Wars Bounty Hunter. That yes. is, we have Welcome gone on back. YouTube. Yes. And we, we have, have taken it upon ourselves to watch to the entire look. hour. The entire um, hour of first all the cutscenes. We gotta get and then we're gonna credit. talk about it. We gotta give credit where credit is due. Um, I'm looking here. It is um, credit where credit is due. I'm talking about um, Gamers Little Playground. Thank you, um, Gamers Little Gamers Playground. Little playground wherever you may be. Yeah. Um, so welcome back to In a Galaxy, watching all the Star Wars we can get our hands on. Um, That's right. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm excited. So, uh, overall, here's something interesting I was, I've was i been thinking about a lot with Bounty Hunter. Yeah. So, when I look at Star Wars media, there's always two parts of me going on. There's the emotional part, and then there's the logical part. And man, mm, tell me the about emotional that. part, because the, emotion, the logical part says, well, this doesn't make sense when something weird happens. But the emotional part goes, but it's really cool. <laughs> yeah that's I, um, I know it i know what you mean and that it feels a lot like this game this game for me there was some really cool stuff but i don't know if it feels like um i don't i don't know if this it felt like this to you but i've never seen anything with, from star wars any video game any tv show any movie with more fan service than this video game <laughs> What was uh what was fan service that you noticed? I didn't really I feel like everything in this game was fan service. I feel like I guess. I feel like there was so much in this game that was fan service. I honestly kind of felt like this is it was like solo except for they included five times more fan service in it. <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. Um but anyway, we get um we actually get a crawl in this. I'm impressed. We do. We get yeah. a crawl. Let's see. I'm going to... And they couldn't have one in Rogue One. We couldn't have one in Rogue One. We had one in a freaking video game about Jango Fett. Um, I know. Can we just call this Jango Fett a Star Wars story, by the way? I That's mean... That's basically what it is. Wikipedia says it was called... In Japan, it was named Star Wars Jango Fett when it was released in Japan. So... So, you, yeah, let's call Jango Fett a not, Star Wars story. You're not too story. far off. <laughs> Um, because I'm gonna, that, that, that is really what it feels like. It, it really does feel like an origin story from Django Fett in which he gets like literally everything important to him in like two weeks. Yeah. Like, hey guys, you, you know how you think Django Fett is cool? Or here, here's how he got all the cool stuff in two weeks. <laughs> I mean, at least for Han, it was like most of the stuff in like a month. For Django Fett, it is all of the cool stuff in about two weeks. Yeah, it's just like, okay, um, let's see. Here we stuff. go. So we have the crawl. Um, the Galactic Republic is in peril. In the aftermath of the Battle of Naboo, disorder and corruption run rampant through the galaxy. Wow. Seizing upon this chaos is a mysterious and deadly cult known as the Bando Gora, whose vicious attacks have nearly crippled the galaxy's most powerful industries. I don't know about you, I'm going to pause this for a second. I don't know about you, but the Bandogora in this game felt like another version of Crimson Dawn. Mm, yeah, they just just kind of like, ooh, ba- creepy big, scary, cult, cr- big, creepy, scary like, crime criminal syndicate. organization ooh. run by a former Force-sensitive in yeah. Solo, it's a former Sith. In this, it's a former Jedi. 
Um, oh, you know what I also forgot to mention? We're in the Legends continuity for this. We are, This game is, is no longer canon. It was made in 2002, um, and of course it got wiped. Um, Just like everything else, it got absolutely smacked. Darth Sidious, recognizing this development as a threat to his own sinister plan, has summoned his apprentice to discuss the matter. His new apprentice. And of course, that new apprentice is Darth Tyrannus, or Count Dooku. Um, oh no, not my sinister plan. Not my sinister plan? No, a less sinister organization is threatening my already sinister plan. Oh no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, um... By the way, did you notice um, that this game has a weird thing with um, pronunciation of stuff? Yeah, I did notice that a little bit. Yeah, Sidious, definitely. at the beginning of the game, says to his apprentice, Lord Tyrannus. Yeah, not that was Lord weird. Tyrannus, as it's usually pronounced. And then or later yeah, like in the Tyrannus game, or something, yeah. and then later in the game, um, when Zam, when uh, Zam's introducing herself to Django, she says her last name is Wazell. When I thought it all I always thought it was Wessel. I assumed it was Wessel too, but I guess but I was wrong. Either we're wrong or the game's wrong. I'm not sure. I'm I'm actually curious. Let me see if there's an official pronunciation of of Zam we of the name Zam Wessel. Or Zam Wazell. Um did you know, by the way, that um, not only was Temuera Morrison um, voicing Django Fett in this, wow! But um, Leanna Walsman, I believe, is her name. Yeah, Leanna Walsman, who who played Zam Wazell or Wessel in Attack of the Clones, was also Zam in this game too. Wow, that's pretty cool. It's, so they got some, they got some big names. Yeah, let's see. Um, there's nothing in the canon section. The legends section. Interesting. So the pronunciation on the legends one seems to accept both. Interesting. Okay. This may be a Twi'lek Twi'lek situation. It's Twi'lek. <laughs> it's Twi'lek, but some people pronounce it Twi'lek. Yeah. It's Twilight. That's inter it's interesting though that like everything is pronounced differently. Maybe it's I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a Star Wars. Maybe there's thing some backstory behind for, it. Maybe it's um, just anyway. like something uh, that they decided to do because they thought yeah. it would be cool. Who knows? Who knows? Um, you know? what was I gonna say? Oh yeah. Um, so the first ten minutes of this with Django fighting the beast and then collecting his target, I don't know. I felt that was it was really very cool. Um, it felt almost like a scene from The Mandalorian, actually. I, I thought that was um, interesting. I literally, I, I love this. I'm looking back at my notes and I literally wrote, um, also, is this going to be a solo type game for Django? Oh, here's how he got his jetpack. Here's how Boba was created. Here's how he got the slave one. I'm a little worried yeah. about that, to be honest. Literally to, to everything honest, I wrote though, I, down. I, I do. I, I feel like it is slightly less cringe, in my opinion. I mean, nothing can beat. What is your mm. tribe? Where do you come from? So Hmm. Solo. Solo. I I just feel like that's a that's a I, I I know I realize you may not agree with me, but from my perspective, that feels like a metaphor for the entire Disney ownership. So like, I was actually hmm. gonna I was actually gonna Solo. comment um that I think that is maybe the most cringy scene that Disney's offered to Star Yeah, Wars yeah, I, I have to I have in, to agree. In any movie that they've done. 
Yeah. Um, I, I fully. I, I fully think that is even more way. cringy than the Kylo Ray kiss at the end of Resident Evil. Oh, God. That was so. Why, why would they do that? It, it was the, bad, it, but I think. Doesn't make any but sense. I think Han's name is actually worse. Yeah, I, I think Han's name is kind of. Um, it's pretty. Egre- it's egregious. It's a. It was like, what? Why? Why would why, that doesn't do make that? any sense? Like, uh, it had so much see. allegorical charm, and now it's just like, oh, yeah. aha, solo, um, Lamau. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we also meet a rival of Django Fett, and his name is Montross. And Montross. Montross uh, felt weird to Mon- me. Really. Montross felt a weird, little strange. I, I mean, like it was an interesting rival for Django, but it did. But up until like the very end of the game. And we'll get to that, but like, we'll, we'll understand why. Um, like, I I understand why Montrose was important at the end, but not really at any time before then. Let's see, I'm looking. Oh yeah, so um, so we also have this um, Django's like bounty hunter dealer is a toy Darian named. I think her name is Ross. Her bat, yeah, yeah, Roz, yeah, yeah. Roz, yeah. She was an interesting character. Um, one thing that really grounded me as, oh, we're in Star Wars right now, did you notice that when he was pondering over when to, whether to accept the bounty on Kamari She Vosa, said, I got a real said, bad I, feeling I, about she have, this. I, I have a bad feeling about this. She has a real bad feeling about this. I know, she that sure was does. like, okay, at least you're doing something, right? Like, haha, Star Wars. Haha, ha, Star Wars. Haha, ha, fan service. So yeah, the leader of the Bandogor is actually a former Jedi named Komari Vosa. Um, and a little spoiler for the end, but I already knew this from legend stuff. But Komari Vosa is actually revealed to be Count Dooku's former apprentice. Yes, that he that, took that was that was a good twist. I like the whole way it, it was. It uh, was a good twist. You know I already it knew it, me of? but it reminded me of the box in the Clone Wars, and I'm wondering now if maybe the box in the Clone Wars actually had inspiration from this. You know, that's actually not. I hadn't. I hadn't considered that, but that's a good parallel, actually. Like I feel um, like I don't know. There are. It's not like a carbon copy, but the idea yeah, kind of feels. Def- the box definitely took inspiration similar, from it, and and I also think Solo was very similar. Um, Solo felt like a lighter version of Django. Uh, like the, the way it was just like a... Bounty Hunter felt like the dark inverse of Solo. It felt like just like a shameless, like, it, gap, fill, gap filler origin story. Yeah, it definitely felt like a gap filler. Um, and let's see. Uh, we, so, um, oh yeah, this was interesting. So, um, Django was to get into the Bando Gora to try and get to Kalmari Vosa, Django had to go into like dirty dealings with the spice like trade. That's and there was yes, this um there was this thing called um Ixital. Ixital. Um yeah. and it was like my, my reaction was kinda spice. Like, what the hell is Ixital? For for me it was like, oh coaxium. Mm. Like um, a oh re- resource that we have to yeah, do something about. It's like there's there's some like the Bandogora is um, Crimson Dawn. Kamari Vosa is Maul. Ixital is Coaxium. Yeah, um, it's just like 
It's mm-hmm. it's like it's like poetry. It it, it rhymes. It rhymes. Every stanza sort of rhymes with the last. <laughs> Hopefully it'll work. So Django goes to Coruscant, and he kills this um, corrupt senator named Senator Trell, who's doing dirty dealings with the underworld. Dude, can I just say Django feels like kind of a dick in this? Oh, definitely. Like, yeah, he uh-huh. is kind of a. He he is, I I I'm a huge Django Fett lover. He is my favorite bounty <laughs> hunter by far, and so I think that kind of blinds me in a way. I'm like, oh yeah, Django Fett doing Django Fett things. Um, but yeah, he he is very he does feel very soulless in this. But that's always kind of the vibe I got from Django. He is a true like, if the price is right, I'll do it, sort of guy. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I also, but, um, let's see. Oh, yeah. Did you notice that, um, when Django kills Senator Trell, um, when Senator Trell falls, the music that, um, played when Qui-Gon got stabbed by Maul played? Yeah, that was, that that was, that was an interesting moment. It was weird. Um, oh, yeah, the whole death stick thing. I, I think I'm gonna. I think there was a reference to the you wanna buy some death sticks guy in there. The Lance that guy from Attack of the Clones. Yeah, I think there was a reference because she said like something about like there's a small time death stick dealer on Coruscant with a bounty on his with a Jedi bounty on his head. Actually, that's a, that's a good catch. I think there might have been a. There was also so, a I, reference. I be surprised. There was also a reference to Jaster Mareel. Um, Django talks a little bit about Jaster Mareel. In Legends, yeah. Jaster Mareel was... So Django Fett wasn't born a Mandalorian. Yeah. Django Fett was taken into the Mandalorians by a Mandalor- a true Mandalorian named Jaster Mareel. Hmm. Um, and yeah, it's a really... It's an interesting reference to other stuff in Legends. Django does like a prison break. That part I didn't quite understand really why he, he was... He, was trying to break someone out of prison, I think, to to get to get them to tell him where the Bandogora was located. Um, but then someone yeah, killed the person. The but then another hunter killed the person. Um, that he was gonna kill, but that hunter was Zam Wessel, or Zam Wazel. Um. And then I, I love that Wizzell. he introduces himself to Zam Wessel or Wazel. Um, that felt like a super origin it, story moment. It did. It on the slave kind one. On the slave like, one. They're like, "What do you call the ship?" I'm like, "Really, really, you're gonna do this?" That yeah. felt like the "What is your last name?" sort of thing from Solo. A yeah, little it bit. did. Um, <laughs> it it there. Um, and then one of the things that this game does absolutely shamelessly is um a lot of planet fan service so first of all we go to malastare yeah. which is malastare is it's interesting that like he had a name similar to sebulba oh like, Sebulto. The Doug. yeah the Doug. Sebulto. Sebulto. similar name uh, yes Sebulto. sebulba's third cousin twice removed um <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh it, it does feel there's so much fan service in this it's kind of ridiculous yeah. Um, uh, but, 
um, yeah, so we so Django goes down to Malastare, um, and Malastare to me looked like a jungle planet. Did you notice that? Yeah, it did. That was interesting. Um, do you? I, and I was thinking back to the other times I've seen Malastare, and the biggest uh, place we see Malastare is in the end of season two of Star Wars: The Clone Wars, um, in the um, in the Zillow Beast arc. But Malastare and that looked like a barren wasteland. Yeah, maybe something changed since then. You know. Yeah, it's maybe there, maybe there's some like backstory or something that we're not we're not getting. Maybe. I yeah, know. I mean, it is Legends to Can't. Actually, it's technically Legends to Legends because that season of the Clone Wars is actually Legends. Um. Uh. And uh. What, actually, I did like the relationship between Jam between not Jam. Zam and Django, because it yeah. was made very clear that neither of them trust each other, and yeah, I like that. that just like... And I like that going into Attack of the Clones, where it explains why Django was so. It was so easy for Django to just shoot her with a saber dart and move on. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I forgot that he assassinates her. That's but yeah. Yeah. I forgot that's pretty crazy. Like, you just kind of like, uh, dang, like he does not care. I guess he does care, and that's why he assassinates her, so she doesn't. I mean, he doesn't care about her into... wife. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, so um, it's really interesting, and I guess we're gonna go to the place where I, I was, I. This was the my biggest facepalm, like ever. Um, as oh, soon really? as they okay. they mentioned Tatooine. You're just like, bruh. Did we, did we really have to, like, go to Tatooine in every Star Wars thing we go to? It's like, come on, get us off yes, of that planet. Um, we definitely do, apparently. And then we get a great reference right here. Um, Roz is talking to Django, and um, she says, oh, something about um, a friend of mine who lost everything in a pod race last season. Boom. Wow. Top tier, top tier fan service right there. Um, I usually am not this negative about stuff, but it, but the fan, the the fan service is strong with this one. Uh, the fan service is strong with that one. Um, and then we get um a uh reference to the Jundlin waste, and we get reference to the huts, and um Gardula is working with the band Ogora, it's revealed. Um, wow. Wow, wouldn't you know, criminal <laughs> syndicates dealing with other criminal syndicates. Um, by the way, uh, I thought in KOTOR, the hut and like all the other dialogue was painful to listen to, but at least you had subtitles. Yeah, this was just this was the fact that you didn't have subtitles. Unadulterated, made it weird. no subtitles whatsoever. Just like wanna chupi mo muli ra pupuki and and it's like chupi raka it, muli. It's like shaka, oh waka, Eli, laka, oh Jacob, boom, shaka shaka. Uh, yeah, um, you know, Kotor was a much newer game. No, it wasn't. It was made like less than a year after um, Bounty Hunter. I know. I feel, but it's weird because I feel like in a lot of games, Bounty Hunter feels like a much more modern game. It like the does. dialogue feels more concise and like. I was actually well surprised balanced. how like 
even we talk, we, you know, we've talked a lot about all the shameless fan service, but it was yeah, actually yeah. like I, it surprised me with how coherent of a game it was. Um, I thought it was going to be a lot more less. I thought the story was going to be yeah. a lot less like thought out. I thought it was just going to be like cool people doing cool things with no context. Yeah. And but it, it was well it, thought. But out it was that. cool people doing cool things with context. With some context. With some Not context. A lot, but minimal context. Um, with minimal context. Minimal storyline. <laughs> um, and uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Um, and so we finally find out where the heck Kamari Vosa actually is. And she's on one of the moons of Bogdan. And literally, right after I wrote the note about where Kamari Vosa actually is, I literally wrote the fan service is strong with this one. Um, because it is, um, if, in case you guys don't know the reference that we are talking about in episode two, um, Django Fett says to Obi-Wan, I was recruited by a man called Tyrannus on one of the moons of Bogdan. Yeah, that was, that was a good. It, it, actually, this part kind of felt almost Rogue One-ish, where it's like, um, Rebel Spot, like, there's that one line in, um, a New Hope that got expanded into an entire movie. This felt like that one line in Attack of the Clones that got expanded into an yeah, entire yeah. video game. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, Moons of Bogdan. Say no Bogdan. More. We got you, bro. Video um, game and then we got um, Montross and Django finally face down, and it was revealed that, man. and it's revealed that Montross used man, to be a Mandalorian. Montross is also a terrible person. I just got to say that. <laughs> He's also a bad person, but he also used to be a Mandalorian. And I knew... It's so interesting. I, I knew... And this is kind of funny to me, because it feels like someone, like, pitched to the team that made Bounty Hunters, that the team that made this game, and said, okay, you, you have to put as much fan service into this game as possible. You cannot use yeah. a single Jedi in this game. Go. Mandalorians. Oh, Montrose is such a comedian, though. He has the frozen dude, and he says, you won't get anything. Wait, what do you say? Like, he won't talk anymore. He just froze up and then starts laughing. This is like hysterical evil laugh. I just found that kind of like cringy, but in like, but also in like a funny way. And also, like, um, like kind of funny. Yeah. Um, did you notice that, like, like, I knew from the first time we saw Montross and realized who he was and what his relationship was to Django that he would not survive the game. Um, was yeah, it? Yeah, he's, like, kind he's of, the nemesis. He's the nemesis. That I love that it took fifty. I counted. I looked at the video timer. Fifty-four minutes to for Django and Kamari Vosa to meet. Boom. This was a one-hour like, scene video it took 54 they, they talked minutes. on they talked on the phone a lot though. like they talked on the, they talked on the phone <laughs> they talked yeah. on the phone but from the from to they're actually come face to face 54 minutes of a one hour cut um cut scene video like it, it almost felt like vader where he has like 10 minutes of screen time in um rogue one no i was gonna say new hope i guess yeah i don't know um, i mean vader was the he i guess he was a big part of a new hope but 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 Not still, gargantuan. Yeah. Um, and then there was this very Deus Ex Machina thing where Vosa was about to kill Django, but then 
Zam Wessel shows up right behind her, and she's like, Zam Boom. to the rescue! What um, an awesome moment. Yeah, and then we get revealed that Komari Bosa's lightsabers are red now. Yeah. And they look like Asajj Ventress's lightsabers a lot, I have to say. Jacob, you know why, right? They are Asajj Ventress's lightsabers? Ventress's lightsabers. No in way, legends, you, you don't say. In Legends, they become Asajj Ventress's lightsabers. Wow, you wouldn't say. I After Django, spoiler, kills Komari Vosa, Duke yeah. is like, oh, I'll take these lightsabers, and then uh, he finds Ventress, and he's like, okay, you can have these. They belong to my former apprentice. Oh, what happened to her? I uh, I had a bounty hunter kill her. Okay, sure, I'll take them. <laughs> yeah. Um, to go. Okay, yeah, I feel so. I feel so honored. I, I trust you. <laughs> With the light. I feel so trusting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is this? Um. Uh, and we get the reveal at the very end that Kamari Vosa was trained by Dooku that I m- mentioned. And, of course, at the very end of the game, we have our, like, foreshadowing for um, episode two, where he's like, oh, you'll have a clone army after you, and they'll kill Jedi, and they'll do all cool stuff. And um, and go- jumping back to the beginning of the game, uh, not the beginning, like the middle to the end, remember when Roz, like, died? Uh, Yes. And Mid, kind her, of middle, middle end. Yeah, middle end. And she was, she said to Django, "Oh, um, like have some substance in your life, start a family or something like that." Yeah. Um, wholesome moment. It was a wholesome moment, but then it's kind of revealed to be the catalyst for why Boba Fett is even a thing. That's kind of sad then, because Boba Fett ends up losing his dad in a tragic um, lightsaber accident. So shall we? Let's call it a tragic Jedi moment. <laughs> tragic Jedi moment. We are keepers of the peace, not soldiers. Yes. Peace. Head off. Um, man, man, uh, Django really got ahead of himself in that battle. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um. And um and I guess Sheesh, that was, man, you had to go there. I I I, I kind of did have to go there. Um, and that was basically the parts of that at least um I noticed um and some stuff that Jacob noticed. Jacob, do you have any other thoughts about like the main plot of Bounty Hunter? Um, not really. I think that was about it. Let's let me let me just turn my notes. I, I will say this: quick. it was if you're watching. The cultist it, that kept wearing the skull, I thought was really strange. That was, oh yeah, that, was, that guy. Mm, yeah, whack. It was huge. That was really weird. Um, I was gonna say. Uh, oh, I was saying like if you're watching it, kind of like we are for the purpose of like a prelude to episode two, to, as like yeah. backstory for episode two. Then it actually does serve a really cool purpose. But other than really, other than that, really. Um, there's not really a lot of purposes it serves, in my opinion. Yeah. It really does feel like just a bunch of backstory. Um, let's see. Yeah. 
yeah, so I guess that's really it for the like real stuff about Bounty Hunter. It was really it was really interesting looking into this. Jacob and I had never watched this before. Yeah. Um and I it was really I'm I'm looking forward uh as we go on with this uh podcast of doing more stuff that we've never watched before. Yeah. I um, think that's gonna be a lot of fun. This exploring a lot of stuff like that. Uh in the meantime, let's tell you what we're looking forward to in season three of In a Galaxy, because that's going to start next week, basically, by the time all you guys are watching it. Um, next week, we are going to begin season three, and we are going to be watching episode two, Attack of the Clones. We're going to be doing it in 20-minute episodes um, like we normally do. Pretty exciting. But I would like to make an announcement now about something we're doing very soon. The next special episode of In a Galaxy is going to be extremely, extremely special. And why is that, Jacob? It is. And why? We are doing trivia. I've been watching a lot of um, the Schmodown from Collider Jedi Council, if you guys know of that. If you don't, it's really cool. It's Star Wars, like, absolute experts doing trivia on, like, really impressive Star Wars stuff. And Jacob and I... We're coming for you, Schmodown. We are coming for you guys. <laughs> we may not be quite on the same. We not we not about it. We may not we may not be quite on that level. I don't know. We will, we'll we'll see. We'll do our we'll best. We'll see. And so Jacob and I, we're gonna do a Schmodown style competition between the two of us, um, and that's it's gonna be in a couple of episodes. Um, it, um, we're gonna do three on the schedule right now. Um, is three episodes of Attack of the Clones analysis, and then the um trivia contest and we're writing questions the legendary schmodown um it's inspired by the schmodown um <laughs> and so and but we're not um uh, so it's gonna be me versus jacob we're both writing questions for each other um but we're not playing for matchsticks jacob oh, would you no, like no, to no. tell us what our stakes are the stakes are we get to whoever wins the winner gets an entire special episode about the uh, subject matter of their choice. Exactly. The next special episode we do, um, uh, we're gonna um, whoever wins will have full con like the topic will be whatever they choose, no questions asked. Um, Sounds awesome. Yeah, and I, I'm very, I'm hyped. I'm excited for I'm it. Dusting off the old. Uh, the trivia uh, textbook, yeah, definitely a, um, a th oh, thing I have. I forgot to uh, say what we like. What areas of Star Wars we're covering? Um, we are doing every single Star Wars movie, li live action movie. So that's episodes one through nine, Rogue One, Solo, the Clone Wars movie, the Clone Wars TV series, and Rebels and the Mandalorian. Actually, um, oh man. And so, um, also as um, a little bit of a rule for each other, we said we couldn't do dialogue from uh, questions on dialogue from Clone Wars or Rebels because you know that's eleven seasons, and we don't really want to go back over all of those things. Yeah, um, it's but, a lot. But yeah, I'm excited for that. And so, I gotta say, I think the future of In a Galaxy, for right, in, like the near future at least, looks pretty darn bright, and I can't wait to go into yeah. it with 
all of you guys. Neither can I. So much, so much cool stuff. Okay. I just cannot wait. Yeah, and I think that's going to be the end of this episode of In a Galaxy. Make sure to, you know, subscribe to us on Anchor, on Breaker, on um, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, healthcare.gov. Um, all that good stuff. All that good stuff. Um, also, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel where we post in and beyond a, a galaxy. Um, beyond a galaxy is where we do other stuff like play video games. It's, yep. it's fun. So much fun. Um, if also, you're into that kind of thing. Also, um, big announcement. We put this in the description of last episode. This is the first episode where we actually like we, we actually recorded knowing about it. We have a Discord server, um, so uh, it will be posted in the description, and we'll be it, it'll we have bots on there that will post um, whenever we post a new episode or whenever we tweet something. Follow us on Twitter, um, or it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be awesome. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, and I think that is it. May the force be with you. Always. Thank you so much.